one of those ones, four seasons. Is it a movement? I don't fucking know. It's a group of four violin concertos. There's oh, the okay. there's there's the thing I was missing. Okay. Yeah, Vivaldi's four seasons. It's like if you, I'm assuming, don't know it off heart. Uh, the Vivaldi rings a bell, but it's one of those things where as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's okay, the yeah. thing that's in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know the are you familiar with the intro to Chef's Table? No. No. Uh, they do a modification. Of, it's the. That's Vivaldi's Four Seasons. That sounds like that's like winter in the middle because he does. It's like spring, summer, fall, winter. Right, right. It's like the winter in the middle, but it's good shit. Sometimes when I feel like it's rare, but when I feel like a classical kick, I go back to usually Beethoven or Vivaldi's Four Seasons. That was apropos of nothing. So I mean, I guess for all intents and purposes. We're, we're back, Teague. We're a podcast. Yeah, we're back. We're two guys doing a podcast. That sounds weird. It does. <laughs> sounds pretty gay. <laughs> I was really tempted to say, we're two guys fucking, <laughs> which is, if anybody doesn't... Uh, you don't recall the reference? No. No, Adam Sandler's comedy tapes in, like, the early 90s? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. The Drunken Snake. I, I do remember actually that. think I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked about uh, I had a snake and I got it drunk and then he slithered this way and that and whatever. And yeah, it was from the Adam Sandler shit in the nineties. And I assume he was talking about his dick the entire time. No, <laughs> no, he had an actual snake. snake drunk. <laughs> that is very weird. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler's always he was he was funnier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was definitely funnier. Yeah, he's a good actor though. Is he a good actor? Oh fuck yeah! I, Have you ever I seen would debate un- that statement. Oh my god! Have you ever seen Uncut Gems? No. Watch it. Tell me he's a in, bad actor. I liked him in Punch Drunk Love. I remember that. That was his like art house movie. Try Uncut Gems and tell me he's a bad actor after you see it. It's, it's the one that's about like a is he he's like a diamonds mm-hmm. seller kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm not. Uh... He's a good actor. Interesting. Very good. Well, but listen. as a serious role, not his comedies yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a great actor, like Zohan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that cracked me up, but I mean, it was fucking stupid. I mean, it's like, you know, he has a, I was about to say unique, but I hesitate to use that word. He's, he's got a brand of comedy, mm. and it's like, I mean, like you say about a lot of things, if you're in the mood for that brand of comedy, it's fine. It's going to deliver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the good thing about Adam Sandler, is that he is nothing if not consistent. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's not so consistent anymore, because he's actually gotten into more serious roles. Yeah, and like, fair. so he's, there's nothing funny about it at all. Like, mm. Uncut Gems was dark man. well that's interesting yeah. and i was like i watched it expecting to laugh a bit because it was adam sandler i don't think i cracked a smile once <laughs> i almost cried at the end i was like really whoa no wow but no, <laughs> not really I, awesome. i'm just i'm just saying like i didn't laugh you know? <laughs> i hear you i hear you no i didn't almost cry um speaking of movies although I, I promise we'll circle back to a real intro and what this actual podcast is about soon mm. um but i actually did I, I took your advice and i watched vesper yes it was, uh, it's funny how uh, on point your description of it was. Right? Weird. I felt the exact same way that you did. Gross, weird. Yeah. like it, Grimy. It's super grimy. I, mean, I didn't feel like overwhelmingly like it was a good movie or anything. No. But it consistently had me curious enough to want to keep watching. And by the end, I was like, yo, that was a decent fucking sci-fi movie. Yeah. Like, again, yeah. just the different ideas of, like, sci-fi, you know, that yeah. we're not used to, you know? I hear you. I hear you. And I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I just, it was totally out of left field, though. Like for I sure, man, for, rent, for sure. And I was like, and then, and then we were humming and awing what to watch, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of in the mood for a fucking dark, grimy sci-fi. Like, mm-hmm. why not? We it rented was, it, and by the end, I was like, this movie's fucking good. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. A really different, really interesting setting and back, background backdrop, mm-hmm. you know. Gruesome, too. Like, it just yeah. had a gross feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it. The fucking life 
support. Yeah. Shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that was really fucked up. The machines up, yeah. that were like organic and like, dude, yeah. it was fucked. Yeah, the life support thing was like a really interesting take on the sort of Darth Vader mm-hmm. thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's iron like lung. him, but different. It was an iron lung. Same, same, and different. Yeah. Um, but um, it was an iron lung, but it wasn't iron because it was an. A- it's all biotech, so it was yeah. an actual lung. It was more like a real lung, yeah. <laughs> and then it was just like, what the fuck? Uh, it was really cool. It was really cool, yeah. And like those monster, well, monsters. They're clearly designed to look like monsters, but they're like I can't remember what they call them, but they're like the um, the beings from the like. Uh, uh, Citadel. Yeah, the beings from the Citadel, thank you. Uh, from the Citadel, they like come to find her and they have these masks with mm-hmm. these weird the skull. skull faces. Mm-hmm. And it's just like super disturbing. Mm-hmm. And you're left with so many questions in terms of like just what even is that? Exactly. It's really, it was really, really cool. Dude, I just, yeah, no, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, no, I really it. enjoyed it. And they have like bio guns too. Yeah, like, they're, they're even, weird. like everything is just a little different. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what I enjoyed about it was yeah. the fact that it was just different from what I was expecting or what I'm used to. Yeah. And I fucking loved it. There definitely was some subverting of expectations, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, anyways, uh, welcome everyone to Noob Talk Radio, episode sixty-one. Oh yeah. For the first time in a while, I think I just properly declared a new episode number. Okay, hey, good. <laughs> I am uh, almost certainly on the shadow of a doubt. This is actually, in fact, the real. You know, we ended up calling it the last episode. Will the real episode sixty please stand up? And <laughs> I thought that was pretty excellent. It nice. fit. It fit within the size, the yeah. allowable size for a tail. <laughs> um. But yeah, so Noob Talk Radio, uh, it's our second episode of the year. Mm. I'm Joshua Osborne. With me here's Teague Anderson, and Teague, how are you today? I'm just fine, thank you, and yourself? I'm okay. Good. I'm okay. Uh, I'm ready to have an episode. All right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, oh, how do you even start this week? How do you even start this week? So we have a relatively concise uh, topic list for you today. Um, we've got a little bit of general discussion first, uh, then we'll get into what we've been playing. Nothing too big. Um, and the most of the reason why there's nothing too big is because we thought we might have a little fun discussion about what I have very inoffensively titled the intersection of politics and gaming for a moment. Mm. Uh, for, 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 due to some news, news articles that have reared their ugly heads in the uh, recent future, oh, recent yeah. history, recent... Recent past. Thank you, recent past. Um, so, it could get messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, trigger warnings. No way. Trigger warnings for messy. everyone. It could get messy. Dude, we're too PC. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> I like, don't even. I don't even know if you're being sarcastic there oh, or not. Man, I'm super PC. <laughs> don't don't and don't say. Please, no spoilers. <laughs> uh, I'm PC as fuck, man. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard to leap into this uh, without framing it. So I suppose I can maybe say where I'm coming from before getting into it. I feel like lately. Um, when political headlines rear their heads in otherwise factual gaming-related news, I get a little agitated. Fair. I think. I get, I get a little agitated, uh, and I tend to take issue with the fact that in certain cases, what people are... It's either like the message behind the thing is very, um, I would say, sinister almost seeming, hmm. um, in terms of... It's trying to get you to think something that doesn't have any relation to the... Yeah, yeah. It's what's, pain- it's trying to tell you how you should feel about it. Yeah. Instead of presenting facts and letting you make an opinion, it's giving you your opinion. Exactly. And it's leaving out a shit ton of facts. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a really that's really well said. I feel like there's 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 an increasingly large issue these days with the separation of facts from opinions. Mm-hmm. And it's like even when like the and to to make it even clearer, 
even when we have articles these days, like for example, we're going to reference two specific articles here. Uh, Hogwarts, this is off IGN, Hogwarts legacy developers respond to controversy around creators' anti-transgender views. Uh, and the other article is, again, that's off IGN, the other article is Atomic Heart Dev Facing Backlash on Statement Relating to Russo-Ukrainian War. Uh, this is off Games Radar. Um, and the issue here is not that there's things in the articles that are political. Because there's nothing wrong with political discussion. You can, of course, have a separate discussion of whether or not that has a place in these news, in these news outlets. Mm-hmm. That's besides the point. But there's nothing wrong inherently with having uh, adding a political angle to things. It's when the line between the facts of the story and then how I consequently feel about the story, it's when the line uh, between that becomes blurred. Yeah. And when ideas start to be presented as fact that are actually someone's opinion, yeah. that's the problem. Right, and, and that's not just in video game news. That's been an issue for ages, for sure, ages for sure. In, yeah. in media, um, and it's just it's gotten. I feel like it's just carried over to video game stuff. But it probably yeah. was involved in like, probably had its place in video game news ten years ago too. Uh, I just it's a great, never was paying uh, yeah. attention. Yeah, you know, yeah. we only started this podcast yeah. fairly recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never knew a goddamn thing about <laughs> video game news. But I can only imagine that. They probably were doing this for a while. Well, I actually feel like it's maybe a good sign of the sort of legitimization of video games mm. in the sense that the fact that we have this in our news too means that we're like part of the norm in a way. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Like we're part of the norm enough to have uh, intense political uh, viewpoints proposed as like true fact and stuff. Yeah. Like that's that's how much we've become mainstream is <laughs> like <laughs> just like other mainstream news outlets, we sometimes run into this issue, right? Yeah, sure. Um, but... Um, you know, that's the, the the issue is when these things become muddy, or, or when the line between these two things becomes muddy. And I like to think that you know, when we do our podcast, um, when we deliver <clears throat> when we deliver facts, when we talk about those facts, I like to think that there's a difference between you know, there's like a segment of like here's stuff that's happening. This is releasing this date by these people. Mm-hmm. I think it looks shitty. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. there's the facts, and then yeah. there's my opinion. Exactly. But it's exactly. not. This shitty game is being worked on by <laughs> these people. Yeah, you know, like telling you how you should feel. You know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's, there, it's like that's. I probably have said that though. <laughs> Listen, well, but it's mostly joking. <laughs> we are. I mean, what we really are is like you know we're not journalists. We're not. It's like we're not journalists. We're not strictly. Oh, would you call it pundits, commentators? I guess. Yeah. No. You know, I mean, we're kind of neither of these things. We're like a little bit of both, sort of. So, I mean, we're. And, and it's like I'm not trying to, you know, I don't mean to like glorify us by saying we're journalists. I just mean that like sometimes we try to deliver facts, and sometimes we try to just talk about, you know, what's the meaning of these facts, or are these facts good, bad? How we feel about them? Yeah, are they our ex- opinion? Are they exciting? Are they boring? Yeah. Whatever, you know. Um, but we, they always are nothing more than my opinion. <laughs> like, yeah, my, yeah, my point on it. It's not. I'm not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But what I was also going to say is that we are, since we're not 100% journalists, it's actually okay that we do that too, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's okay that we don't necessarily, it's kind of like, what I'd like to do is that, but it's fine if we don't, because we're also not labeling ourselves as that, right? right? right. So there's a a bit of a difference too, because these are, you know, what what we would call media outlets, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, their perspective is a little... They have a bit more of a... It's almost like the Hippocratic Oath with doctors. It's like they have a bit more of a obligation to try and at least make an effort to separate these things, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why, to me, it feels like particularly... I don't know if egregious is the right word, but it feels particularly... No, I think harmful is the right word. Yeah. It feels harmful f- to me when it comes from these types of people because mm-hmm. these are supposed to be, at least in theory, 
you know, they're supposed to be impartial uh, deliverers of information. Right? right, right. And of course, it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be blind to the fact that, like, of, of course everyone has their journalistic bias, you know. It's For like, sure. this is no surprise, you know, it's nothing new. But it's when this bias gets so sort of like... It's when fact... It's like when bias becomes fact. Like, mm-hmm. this is really the... And I mean, I guess, you know, there's no harm to then to just sort of leap right into it. Because with that point, I can say one thing, for example, like I'll here, I'll read a little snippet from the, this is the Hogwarts Legacy article. So Hogwarts Legacy, just to give a little bit of context to, Hogwarts Legacy is being developed by, this is muddy in and of itself, is being developed by Avalanche Software and published by Warner Brothers Interactive. And then IGN was referencing this Port Key Games thing. I had no idea what that meant, but after checking, apparently Port Key Games is just like a, it's a sub-label of Warner Brothers publishing division, mm-hmm. which makes things I feel like unnecessarily confusing, but it is what it is. Like other people, they're allowed to, to call their internal labels whatever they'd like to. They're allowed to identify them. They can identify however they, however they like. They like. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, yeah, and Hogwarts Legacy comes out February 10th, I believe. So we're really just like, we're right Very right soon. Yeah. Extremely soon. And I, I am actually quite genuinely enthusiastic and keen to see how this, how, how well this game, both how well this game's received, which I suspect will be very high, uh, and just what it looks like. It, um, from what I've seen, it looks really cool. Yeah, no, me too. Like, yeah, what it looks like in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's sort of like, will it look just like all As the good. footage? Yeah. Like, because the I footage is amazing. Yeah. You know? It looks dark, man. I it have looks le- super dark. It looks super dark. I have less doubts. Uh, because of the fact that they're retrograding it for PS4 and Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, maybe it actually will just look as nice as it looks. You know? Maybe, man. I mean, listen, like, Demon Souls... Um, yeah, the Demon Souls uh, Blue Point Games remake... It's also like not that big a team, mm. you know, and they were able to make that game look absolutely breathtaking. So maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe they can harness the power of PS5 and make it look. I felt like an ad for Sony there, and make it look just as, as nice. The power, <laughs> harness the power, uh, make it look just like it does in, in the footage. I mean, if it does, it looks awesome, mm. and I kind of can't wait. You know, yeah. like it's still, it's sort of like very. It's not a game that I think I would probably purchase at launch. Um, although I would certainly consider it. If it, if it reviews really well later on on like a discount maybe hmm. um, it's like I don't have enough interest to like leap right into it but at the same time I can't deny that like all the footage they've shown looks like a pretty solid action RPG mm-hmm. um, and you know a little bit of like it, it has a really different art style but it kind of reminds me of Fable when it came out on Xbox okay. in the same way that it was just like a really just a really well done wide appeal like sort of uh, fantasy RPG Action RPG fantasy stuff, you know, because yeah, yeah. um, like hardware, like Fable was kind of open worldy. Like you could explore like a mm-hmm. really big area. You could like choose the way you make your character, choose to be good or evil. And like Hogwarts Legacy looks like it involves probably a lot of choice and stuff too, in terms yep. of like what you can, what Who you can, you're gonna help, what you're gonna do. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, anyways, I'm just really keen to actually see the game itself. And of course, you know these sort of like Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling nonsense that we've been hearing to do with uh, this game. Uh, it's not like this is the first article about this, right? Oh God! Like, no. I mean, this, these these things have been happening for I'm sure everybody everybody who listens to this knows, you know, for ext- extremely long time. Oh yeah. Um, but it's when it hits this. I, I guess what really got me about this particular article, and what made me want to talk about it after being so just, I mean, dismissive of these articles before because I couldn't give them the time of day. Just no. don't even care to read them. You know, what made me care about this one was I think. Mostly because it comes from IGN, and IGN I I like, generally speaking, because I really do feel like they stick to facts in a lot of cases when other publications don't. Hmm. And I appreciate that, you know? Like, I feel like, as a broad statement, they 
they really do, generally speaking, stick to fact stuff. They have a lot less leading headlines, mm-hmm. you know, than other other publications. Like yeah, they got some really long ones, right? They've got some like, really, really long. Really long ones. is just like this article is about blah 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 blah. It's like. Fuck, I know exactly what it's about now, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of cool when you contrast it to, like, Polygon articles or Kotaku <laughs> articles where it's, like, you know, not just the subject is in there, it's also, like, the subject and how you should feel about that is already in the mm-hmm. title. Definitely. You know, and it's kind of, like, I like to stay away from that stuff as much as I can. No doubt. And I appreciate that IGN largely uh, sticks away from that. I mean, like, even in, uh, as an example, the the headline of this particular IGN article itself, Hogwarts legacy developers respond to controversy around creators' anti-transgender views. No, it already has problems. It does, man. That is not okay. I I mean, I was about to say at least the headline is just telling you what the article is going to talk about. But even within the headline already, I mean... See, this is, like, part of my, my, my issue with this whole thing stems around this whole thing about, so creators' anti-transgender views. The, the, already, here's the problem. Like, you've stated in the headline that the creator is anti-transgender when it's completely uh, not established, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that J.K. Rowling is anti-transgender. Like, this, already you can see the giant leap of logic between, like, like first of all, it's like, even if you were to assume that... Um, J.K. Rowling's tweets are uh, transphobic, right? If you're to assume that they are, there's a leap between that and her being anti-transgender, right? Yeah, and also the term transphobic is super problematic. Um, For sure. I mean, it's not... I mean, phobic means unreasonable. Pointing out flaws in what's going on... No, phobic means scared of, no? Scared of uh, unreasonably. Right, I understand. Um, so, like, arachnophobic. It's that not that you're scared of tarantulas. Like, extra scared. It's that you're fucking terrified of a yeah. daddy long legs. You know, it's not that it's going to hurt you. I'm with it's you. just whatever. So, the whole transphobe thing for her yeah. is, like, again, pointing out problems and issues that do need to be addressed in terms of, you know, uh, well, child hormone treatment, um, mm-hmm. Bathrooms, prisons, sure. uh, all of these things, which are legitimate things that should be discussed, yeah. shouldn't make you off the bat. Uh, they don't make you off the no. bat a transphobe, yeah. right? <laughs> so that's why I have a problem with that. I actually, I'll need to walk that back a little bit, be just because this particular article does not actually call her transphobic. Okay. It okay. calls her anti-transgender. Okay. Which, to me, is kind of about the same thing, but they don't explicitly say, I feel like I read that somewhere else. Oh, they, they use yeah. it left, right. That center. is being bandied around all the oh, time, definitely, right? definitely. Yeah, so I, I need to apologize for that, because the article actually does not say that. Okay. They just say anti-transgender. Right, yeah. but again, the same thing, pointing out or discussing issues that are serious issues... Um, and wanting to discuss them mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily make you anti-trans. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, like we were talking earlier, I mean, you you helped me to articulate this. Like, I think that for me, the the problem here, or rather, the thing that the thing that I dislike the most is the weaponizing of people discussing actual things going on in the world and turning that into a gun to point at them. And just fire these like anti 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 trans comments, anti you know label them as whatever whatever yeah. it is that you don't like. Well, it's the same. It's been going on for ages, and it's with everything. And the U.S. was doing it all under Trump, calling everybody on the right Nazis. Yeah, right. Like this is the, the same homophobic stuff. Yeah, uh, sexist. Uh, yeah. Th- all of these terms are used yeah. to kind of well, if they're this, we're not even going to listen to them. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a really. Yeah, it's a really convenient way of labeling someone to just be like, oh, listen, 
You don't need to think about this anymore. It is fascist. We've done it for you. It's fascist. Right? Yeah, totally, totally. So it's it's like liberal fascism. I can't stand it. It's um, just downright fascism. Sure. Well, I think, I mean, I say liberal fascism because I think in this particular case, it's uh, being perpetrated by, it's perpetrated too strong. It's no, being put forth by liberals. Yeah. Right? I guess or at least so. I get the impression that, I mean, listen, I, I'm very apolitical myself, but I, I'm under the impression that IGN and similar articles, oh, I mean, similar media. sites are basically left leading, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most so th- media that's where that statement comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, true or not. And if it's false, I apologize. But I, from what I understand, well, that's kind of. No, it's hands you know. down. Kotaku is no doubt left. Also, liberal fascism liberal, has a really, good, wing, really left, good ring to it. Not liberal. <laughs> left. Yeah. So there's a difference, you know? Yeah. Um, so. No, this is like alt-left fascism. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And that was the other thing. Anybody mildly conservative, even classic liberals like mm-hmm. Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. Bill Maher, mm-hmm. who were like as liberal as you could be, yeah. <clears throat> are now considered alt-right. Yeah. This is a problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you were saying earlier, you're like... Josh, you're not liberal. You're alt right now. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. because I mean, I'm a, like I consider myself a liberal person, and I just I just straight up don't agree with a lot of. I agree with a lot of the core fundamental principles of, of liberalism. Is mm-hmm. that right to say? Um, but the way it's manifested today, you know, this sort of like this new nouveau left, if well, you will. As we've said, uh, or I've said it in the past, anyways. If you go too far left, you end up right. If you go too far right, you end up left. <laughs> I mean, they are the same thing. Um, so time is a flat circle, dude. If you go, <laughs> if you push either extreme. Mm-hmm. All the way, you end up at the other side. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's it makes sense. Just the it's way like it the world; it goes around in a circle. Yeah, <laughs> you don't just go off the edge at the end. The Nazis were national socialists, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. What? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like we also touched on this, you know, in our Brian Wagner discussion about mm. Marvel's Avengers, right? Which is going to come up later on the show. Um, we circled around this too because you know there's. There was, again, there was a bit of a problem there with, like, the sort of leftist media. Well, I shouldn't say leftist media. I mean, in particular, the I, the article at the time, I think it was pretty much the entire leftist media. Like, but they were all, all these articles about, um, you know, Brian Wagner fired over uh, controversial tweets from Crystal Dynamics. Right, he's, right. The, he's the Marvel's Avengers guy, right? He's, like, racist. He was being accused of being racist. Yeah, no, I remember uh, this. Yeah, was, what was it? Racist? Homophobic. Homophobic. Bigoted. Something else, too, maybe? Bigoted. Yeah, but bigoted, what does that even mean? Well, so bigoted just means, just like, you do in, controversial they shit. They were just throwing right? in every fucking word they could that's, yeah. like, a bad word. Yeah, yeah. To dismiss this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was getting at. Was It's, again, that was another perfect classic example of, like, oh, if we just call him this, and nobody needs to think about it. No, we call him this loud enough, people will believe it. Yeah. And yeah. then, as long as they believe that, they're not going to listen to what he has to say. Totally, totally. And nobody's going to agree openly with what he says because yeah. they don't want to be that. yeah. Yeah, it's and pretty it, simple. Yeah, no, I mean, and I'm really happy personally that we. I mean, because Marvel's Avengers at the time wasn't really, although now it has sort of become for me. It's a it's a game that I actually do legitimately really care about, mm. and I'm glad that we tackled that to just expose the. I mean, to expose. I don't want to sound grandiose. Mm. I'm glad we tackled that to just discuss the the fact that. Listen, if you go and look at the stuff this guy says, like there's a bit of a leap between, like, for example. What was he saying? And I can't remember now. But there's a leap between like I hate X Y Z group mm-hmm. versus like I want to just talk about some things that are going on. Yeah, I think the border. There w- it was the it, it was it was the border, the immigration stuff. And yeah, it, it, to discuss it yeah. meant that you or to want to discuss it meant that you were a racist. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it was like, also you know questioning Obama's uh, what is it oh, uh, his ethnicity. 
I, I feel like that might have been a fucking joke, though, that he made. It might have been. It the might have certificate been. certificate thing. Um, but he, it's like, let's say... Because that's f- been a matter of joke yeah. for years. <laughs> for right? sure, for like, sure, for sure. But let's say for argument's sake that it was uh, he was being serious, right? Yeah. It's like, it's just about... It's like, it's about factual stuff. Mm-hmm. If well, he's being serious. It, yeah, I think it, it was, was a joke in this case, too. It but. was brought up on some media shit at some time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But again, I think it was pretty much just quite easily pushed away because yeah. it was like well no guys um, <laughs> yeah here you go yeah take a look it's hawaii yeah uh, that's america <laughs> but even if he was serious it's like if you the, to merely discuss someone's ethnicity does not mean you hate no. whatever ethnicity that is no, no, no. that's an insane leap of logic well well it's one thing to make that um accusation on your own with nothing to back it up mm-hmm. but when it's being talked about on the news mm-hmm. it's kind of like well if they're talking about it, I'm curious now. Yeah. And if I'm talking about it, I'm racist? Like Yeah. No, that's I mean that's hundred percent it. And I mean it's like this kind of I mean this kind of God, I mean I, I I'm gonna sound like a nut job here, but like this kind of indoctrination, because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like it's really it's really, really harmful to like regular people. It's just really dangerous when you read these things and take them at face value and never question anything and it's like I've had weird interactions with it I really don't feel like would have happened otherwise if it weren't for this type of thing yeah, you know yeah. like I've had interactions where you know during the COVID period well that's yeah I had a, re- a really uncomfortable interaction with where some people I knew uh, were discussing anti-vaxxers in, in a very derogatory mm-hmm. uh, fashion, right? Yeah. Which it's kind of like, you can see why they would do that. I mean... Well, it was the media pushed this. Our prime minister yeah, yeah. pushed this. Oh, yeah. A few, a handful of racist, misogynistic, yeah. homophobic, <laughs> whatever, yeah. are against vaccines. It's yeah. like... No, the majority of those people in those protests were vaccinated. Yeah. They were against the mandates. Sure, sure. They were and against the documents. Even if they were, and it's like even saying they were against vaccines, it's like no, they no, may but, just have some objections. No, 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 right? no. But to call them anti vaxxers <laughs> implies that they're against all vaccines. Exactly. These people, the majority of them, yeah. even took this experimental vaccine. Yeah. And it was experimental. Yeah. Um, so. People questioning an experiment mm-hmm. used to be normal. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And the again, what we said about just using terms to paint people in a certain light. Exactly. You're, it's dismissing them. Exactly. So the term exactly. anti-vaxer yeah. is a way to dismiss any question that yeah. they might have. And it's like while I may not sort of uh, you know self-identify, wink, uh, <laughs> as a as an anti-vaxer, um, you know I do have some anti-vaccination leanings, right? So it's like. I at least somewhat identify with that group, you know, and I got to be honest, like it made me uncomfortable when they were just openly dismissing anti-vaccination stuff as like they were clearly, you know, in the context of the conversation, right? They were talking about clearly the, a bit of the crazier side of them, right? right? right. Which I completely understand. 5G it, people, right? Like, uh, <laughs> sure. yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 I get it. I get it. Exactly, exactly. But at the same time, like you said, it's also a tool for control because as long as you focus on the crazy 5G people, then you just don't have to think about any no, potential good that may come from questioning as, vaccines. As right? long as you link the crazy people to the rest of them, so you you lump them all into one group. Exactly, then it's easy to dismiss. Exactly, yeah, and it made me kind of you know at the time it made me a little uncomfortable because I felt like, you know, I feel like I have some some really important things to discuss about vaccines, right? Or like ways that I feel that I wish I could talk about with my friends. And when when these things get done, 
it just shuts me down in a corner. But you know it, what I mean? It, like, I didn't want to talk about it after that. No, fair you know enough. But it used to be a sort of normal thing that when you are meeting new people, you don't discuss politics and religion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Like, that was a fairly normal yeah. thing to just not do because you don't want to cause a rift between you two yeah. when you're just meeting. Like, yeah. there's no need to discuss this stuff. No. Maybe if you, uh, you know, somebody for 15 years, you're having a couple of drinks, you can have a political talk, yeah. whatever. But... It was pretty normal to just keep your opinions on certain things to yourself, mm-hmm. to not alienate the person you're just you're having a conversation with, mm-hmm. and to just avoid the whole conflict. Mm-hmm. Now, it's the opposite. Yeah, that's a really that's good point. That's how they base it. They, that's how they base, or that's how they they weigh you out. You yeah, know? they're like, oh, what's your stance on this? Yeah, well, fucking Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, it's just like, it's better to just avoid. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I you know, again, uh, I, I guess to you know to to try and ground things, it's like to most of these people, you know, I'm a regular, normal left wing person. I'm not like, you know, I'm not. Uh, I don't have a lot of highly controversial viewpoints. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm fairly normal ish. Oh, where is I going? There's a, there's a point to this that I kind of lost, but um. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. um. Yeah, you are definitely. Uh, you're you're definitely left, you know, like yeah, 100%. Yeah. You always have been, right? Yeah, like, totally, um, totally. The majority of people that uh, go into further education, universities and stuff, um, generally uh, end up being that way. Mm, mm, mm. Um, like my sister, for example, right? Right, right. Uh, extended period of time. And, like, the brainwashing is deep. Yeah. And it's real. Yeah, yeah, I know, for and sure, for sure. Again, I've mentioned him before, Yuri Bezmanov. XKGB talking about <laughs> subversion. The 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 Russians won the Cold War. They got their feet in the education system and got the majority of people in further and what these people go on to become what? Yeah. Politicians, people in power, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have this idea. Mm-hmm. So they won. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I actually looked into his stuff at one point in time, and I didn't get really far. I didn't. I didn't get balls deep, but no. it, it, it was not that much. It he did only, seem pretty interesting. He only did a couple of speeches, yeah. a couple of presentations. It wasn't that much, but again, it was just. It was, uh, and I'm half joking, mm-hmm. half only though, mm-hmm. because it is real. And yeah. both of my parents, were like teachers, most jokes, right? Yeah. Um, so like, they. I felt, actually didn't realize your mother was a teacher. Oh, yeah, I knew your dad was, but okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. did she teach? Early childhood. Oh, cool. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But but they, like, they saw these changes happening. You mm-hmm. know, like, my dad, back when did he, I don't know, he was teaching in the 70s, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and then continued into the 90s and probably 2000s, and, um, and he noticed some changes, some big changes, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people, again, other teachers and stuff, have these same ideas, mm-hmm. but it comes from somewhere. It doesn't come from nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, whatever. It's it's fine to have ideas, you know. It's fine to have ideas. No, that but you can't punish other people for their ideas. Exactly. That's what it's all about. It's exactly. like it's fine to have ideas, and not only that, it's having ideas is good. Well, of course, <laughs> it's a good thing. Of course, <laughs> like thinking for yourself, making up your own ideas about stuff. It's a really, really good thing. One thing I've noticed, uh, I've seen a lot of articles saying um, these people who have been elected are. Could be them being in power could be the end of our democracy, and what it's the most ridiculous statement I've ever fucking heard. Because Wait, how do you think who, they, who getting elected? You mean these people who are writing these uh, types of articles? Uh, no, I'm saying uh, well, there were tons of articles again about the uh, Italian 
prime minister, I forget her name, she's uh-huh. on the right. Anybody that's right of center, when uh-huh. they get elected into power, right. a whole bunch of people complain about how they're trying to destroy democracy. Right. They got there through democracy. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good point. Yeah. Like, so... You, <laughs> Again, that's the whole point, though. Yeah, is like, it is. There's Democracy's good. We want, You want democracy. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> to an extent. Th- this was the original idea with which a lot of us started out, was that we like democracy, we, we, we think it's a good idea, and that's part of the problem with this... This um, It's like, if you look at it from a... If you assume that the person who is uh, reading this stuff likes democracy, part of the problem is that, you know, they're trying this sort of, like, weird left-wing, like, tell you to just think one-way stuff... It's sort of anti-democratic. There are huge problems with democracy, though. Like, well, straight-up democracy. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, again, that's why the U.S. and the Constitutional Republic protect against things. If the majority of people want to bring back fucking slavery, well, then no. Sure. Um, yeah. If the majority of people get tricked by somebody else to want to do something horrible, then no. Yeah. Like, again... Just like I would say, if the majority of people seem to want to, like, like lynch J.K. Rowling, maybe we shouldn't let that happen either. <laughs> but again, I don't think it is the majority. I think right. it's the internet. Um, and I guess. Some articles. But this is where I'm coming from, Teague, is that, like, like the story about my friends, is that, like, I feel like... This stuff influences people. Oh, it does. It does. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, even yeah. though it's quote unquote the internet, it has a there, like there's an echo in real life, right? It definitely, hundred yeah. percent right. And but that's what the I'm problem. Tra- what I'm trying to say is the amount of people that even know what Harry Potter is is way smaller than you think. It's not everybody in the world. I think I disagree. Oh, dude. Um, like people my age, younger than my age, like yeah, yeah. It's my, huge, Harry uh, Potter. Yeah, ninety-eight percent of my friends have never seen. We'll never play this game. We'll like, but they know who Harry Potter is. You say Harry Potter, they'll be like, "What? Uh, what the fuck are you Get talking about?" Get the fuck about? out of here! Dude, I don't believe you for a second. Oh my god, I am telling you, man, <laughs> it's a kids' book about a fucking wizard. Most grown-ups yeah, don't give a shit about, heard that. about it. If you have a kid, maybe, and you bought it for them, even if you don't have a kid, it's everywhere, oh, dude. dude. You, you can't go to a fucking I'm toy store without seeing like millions of Harry Potter toys I'm everywhere. You, man, like, I can't go to a board game store without seeing Harry Potter board games everywhere. You know how many people? You know the majority of people don't play board games. <laughs> the majority of grown-ups don't buy toys. Well, they do for their kids, but what I'm saying is, just it. like I mean, a huge <laughs> amount. I, I think it's we're looking at. A whole bunch of comments on the internet mm-hmm. about this, and mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, I think there's a whole lot more people out there that just don't give a fuck, um, and you know, it does influence some people for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, the rest of people don't give a fuck. I totally hear you. I just think the only that reason I know what Harry Potter is. Sorry to interrupt. Please, my sisters. Right. If I didn't have sisters, I would have no fucking clue what Harry Potter is. <laughs> I think you would still know it. No, been. dude, I wouldn't. I guarantee it. <laughs> Listen, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> All right. But, um, I mean, I think we can both agree on the fact that it sort of doesn't matter anyways, right? No, no, no. For the purposes I, of the discussion. But I see what you're saying. You're trying to say that it's perhaps um, Way talking to a, a much smaller audience than I think. Yeah, maybe? and it's, it's just the internet makes it seem like it's a way bigger thing than it actually is, yeah. is what I mean. Um, like, I... That's true, but I'm not convinced that the damage and harm is lessened from that. I guess is what I'm trying to say because what I f- how I feel is that like a lot of otherwise really good thinking people are really negatively influ- uh, sorry really negatively influenced by this stuff and start to think dangerous things like her- like this J.K. Rowling person is anti-trans is it not just she needs because to be punched in the face is anti-trans just because of like some comment she made about no but not even that is anti-trans because this article says she is yeah well that's and that's it that's worrisome 
right? Yeah. Like, because this article doesn't say anywhere in it why she's anti-trans. In fact, okay, I mean, we've been talking about this long, a long enough, time. Yeah. So let me actually read something from the article yeah, here because we haven't definitely. touched it at all. And this could just be the entire podcast. It could, <laughs> man. I mean, it. Listen, uh, you know. I feel like it's a fun thing to talk about at the moment, so whatever. Fuck gets it. Gets me fucking worked up. <laughs> it gets me worked up too. We've always been a very conversational podcast, right? Um, so here's a. I'll take. I'll take a second and quote from the article. On this is the the IGN article. Harry Potter Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy allows players to zoom around on broomsticks, master exotic spell books, and break bread with their fellow students on the castle grounds. There are millions of Harry Potter fans on the planet, and after years of middling movie tie-ins and app store flotsam. I won't, I won't disagree with them there. Poor Key Games promised the full, first full-throated throat, big-budget embrace of the wizarding world. Unfortunately, the author and primary rights holder of the Harry Potter franchise, J.K. Rowling, has recently reinvented herself as one of the <laughs> most prominent anti-transgender voices in the cultural gestalt, which has torpedoed much of the dizzy goodwill that Hogwarts Legacy is supposed to offer. I'm going to take a second, and I'm going to fucking reread that, because it's worthy of rereading. Okay. Unfortunately, the author and primary rights holder of the Harry Potter franchise, J.K. Rowling, has recently reinvented herself as one of the most prominent anti-transgender voices in the cultural gestalt. This is fucking mental. Um, and now, it's worth noting that this particular uh, little snippet here is hyperlinked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can follow the hyperlink, and you can go to what I believe is a... Is it blue? No. Uh, a Glamour article called A Complete Breakdown of the J.K. Rowling Transgender Commons Controversy. Now, the problem here is, even though you hyperlink a link to explain what the controversy is, you still state in your article that she has reinvented herself as one of the most prominent anti-transgender voices. Now, this is just fucking nuts. As far as I can see, it's fucking nuts. Um, and I would love for anyone, including you, if possible, to um, debunk for me, like, maybe I'm wrong here, and, like, she really did reinvent herself as one of the most prominent anti-transgender voices. That's a long statement. Um, But from what I can tell, I don't see how this claims that she reinvented herself as one of the most prominent... From what I can tell, J.K. Rowling hasn't reinvented shit about herself. She, from what I can tell... She's voiced some opinions. She said some shit on Twitter... That some people didn't like. Mm-hmm. That, from what I can tell, that's the only thing that happened. Yeah, it, no. it's possible. There's other shit that I'm not aware of. Yeah, me too. It's but totally possible. I don't know. From what I've seen, and including uh, the hyperlink here, which links to this glamour article. Did I say the title? Glamour, I did, though. right? Yeah, glamour article. It's actually a really. I'll, I'll, def- I'll defend the glamour article. It's really useful because it's primarily factual. Okay. Right. It's just it's a giant collection of all the facts about what she said on Twitter. Right. Uh, and what people do don't like. Uh, the glamour article, a complete breakdown of the J.K. Rowling transgender comments controversy. So, from what I can tell in the article too, it's a pretty big leap between some things she said and quote-unquote reinvented herself as one of the most prominent anti-transgender voices in the cultural gestalt. He's also not one of the regular contributors, if you notice. Okay. I mean, from what I recall... I think they cherry-pick what they want to try and get people... Seriously... He's clearly a freelancer who does this kind of thing, right? No, but, but governments don't want us all on the same page. They want to sow discourse. Right. To control the fucking people. They want the attention away from certain shit. So they stoke the fire. Yeah. And I I just feel like there's a formula to it almost. Yeah, there is. Every few years, we got something. They're going to do the same fucking thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like huge divide. Yeah. Huge divide. Yeah. People are not on the same page. Family and friends are no longer friends or whatever. They're not talking and whatever. (laughs) When really, I think we all 
agree a hell of a lot more than we think we do. Oh, for sure. You for know, sure. Um, I mean, you and I, you know, we have diff- uh, uh, often very different political I- I- ideals. Sure. Is that what you call it? Yeah, we often have very different political ideals, and yet we agree on the vast majority of things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, that's a perfect example right there. You know? Yeah. Um, We're on completely different aisles, but it's like, whatever, I can see what you're saying. Like, yeah. I, I get what you... I get where you're coming from. Right. You get where I'm coming from. Totally. It's like, uh, guys, we don't need to have the same fucking mind to remain friends. We, we really don't. Like, dude. We really don't. Nobody does. Nobody. People that idolize politicians and stuff are insane. Yeah. Um, like, again, they're they're politicians. You're not <laughs> supposed to agree with absolutely everything they say. And I mean, do. it's like I idolize Barack Obama a bit, but that's mostly because he's handsome. <laughs> it doesn't have that much to do with and he's a really really fucking good public speaker it's phenomenal you know what I mean phenomenal. it doesn't have a lot to do with his actual politics you know what I'm saying it's like uh, but he's just a really magnanimous you like, like that Nobel Peace gregarious. Prize gregarious <laughs> you like that Nobel Peace Prize I didn't even know he had one and now that you say that I do like it mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways I'll go back to the article because this is I mean this is just the beginning right what else do we have um, I'm going to skip a little bit ahead here Wow, man, yeah. As the game inches closer to release, only two weeks away, PortKey customers will begin navigating PortKey customers. That's you and me. Customers like you and me. Fuck no, I ain't buying that shit. Well, let's, let's imagine that we were. <laughs> I'm closer than I thought I would be. Uh, PortKey customers like you and me will be navigating a thicket, navigating a thicket of unresolvable ethical quandaries. <laughs> let's let that one fucking sit for a second. <laughs> one more time. Say it again. Say it again. Na- customers will be navigating a thicket of unresolvable ethical quandaries. Whoa. They can't be resolved. No, oh, dude. They cannot be resolved. Yo, I think she needs to go and kill herself. <laughs> um, I, but I don't think that would make these people happy. <laughs> what will make them happy? Is it possible to divorce the themes of longing and belonging, so crucial to the Harry Potter canon, from its mercurial author? Can the wizarding world ever be reclaimed from J.K. Rowling if she stands to profit from every unit that Hogwarts Legacy sales sells? Let's break that down for a second there. If she stands to profit from every unit the Hogwarts Legacy sells. Now, first of all, this is something that was uh, not uh, put out by me, but on the Sacred Symbols podcast, we are talking about the same thing. And they pointed out, uh, I think it was maybe Chris who pointed out, that anyone who thinks that the sales of Hogwarts Legacy has any fucking meaningful impact on the, the on how much uh, disposable income J.K. Rowling has Whoa. is probably crazy. It's I a mean, drop in the bucket. Impact, yeah, no, uh, fuck, if even that. I mean, like... That's just it. It's a fart in the bucket. Well, I mean, if she stands to profit from every unit... I mean, this idea will, that... But, I mean, of course, but it's like the same way that I would profit off, I don't know, someone licensing well, like think, a fart noise I made. Do you made think and, like, the nine fucking Harry Potter movies that are like blockbuster... Fuck, do you really think a video game is going to like... <laughs> yeah. she, she's got more money than fucking... But also, if J.K. Rowling stands to profit from every unit the Hogwarts Legacy sells, also turns a blind eye to all the other entities that are profiting from every unit of money that, J- that Hogwarts Legacy sells, like, for example, Sony and Microsoft. Hmm. Wait, it is multi-platform, right? Yeah, I think it's multi-platform. I think so. <laughs> so, you know, now we that I say that... Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sure I saw it, it in the PlayStation Store, and I'm pretty sure it was um, <laughs> Xbox, too. Facts, guys. Facts. Hogwarts Legacy, Xbox... Okay, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's profiting probably the least out of all these large entities, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, yes, she will technically make money, but it's not a meaningful... And you need to navigate through the thicket of ethical whatever the fucks. Man. Well, how, did, how do you like your iPhone, cocksucker? You like uh, your fucking electric vehicle? 
Yeah. Oh, I guess you're okay with slavery then, right? It's like... Like, shut the fuck up. You know, how will they navigate the thicket of unresolvable ethical quandaries? My guess would be they'll hover over the PlayStation Store, they'll click buy, and they'll probably just enjoy the game. Mm. That's how I would assume they will navigate the thicket of unresolvable ethical quandaries. They might cry themselves to sleep at night, though, for supporting a psycho, you know? Holy Jesus. Uh, Here's how Alan 2, back to the article, the game's director, addressed those discrepancies. (laughs) I think for us, there are challenges in every game we've worked on. This game has been no different. When we bumped into those challenges, we went... I really like this response. When we bumped into those challenges, we went back and refocused on the stuff that we really care about. We know our fans fell in love with the Wizarding World, and we believe they fell in love with it for the right reasons, he said. We know that's a diverse audience. We just know, we know, it's it's a it's just we know that's a diverse audience, factually accurate. Uh, the audience is diverse. There's lots of different people in it. For us, it's making sure that the audience who always dreamed of having this game had the opportunity to feel welcomed back, that they have a home here and it's a good place to tell their story. I really love how he eloquently just says that the game's awesome, and that's really all I'm going to talk about. Just play it. <laughs> it's a perfect like, ignoring of like anything else going on, mm-hmm. which I kind of appreciate here. Um, Two stop, and then and then of course the article writer points out that two stopped short of mentioning J.K. Rowling by name, nor did he say anything specific about trans issues or trans rights. Yeah, Shocker! Yeah. But silence is violence. Don't you know that? <laughs> Don't you know that? Don't egg me on. Uh, I asked him a second question. If yeah, the, the the author of this article asked him a second question. If he himself ever had any second thoughts about working on this IP after Rowling's biases made headlines, and after a pause. Who reiterated his earlier statement that the team made Hogwarts Legacy for everyone? Amazing, <laughs> amazing. It's like no, I categorically refuse to answer anything along this line of questioning. This guy's done interviews before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, the backlash against Rowling's ongoing opposition to transgender inclusion Isn't remains. That, I, I did hear. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's okay. It remains a core part of the conversation around Harry Potter. Um, then they go on to talk for a while about uh, It's a rather long article, I'm going to have to summarize a little bit mm-hmm. They go on to talk for a while about how Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe and the other guy uh, Push back against Rowling's statements mm-hmm. Shocker, their children Yeah, right, that made their, their Made their millions off of her Fucking casting them Their children who want to be popular well, not children anymore No, but they kind of are No, in a way. they're not You know what I mean? No, 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 they're grown ass fucking adults now Yeah, but not in the same way that we are that sound highly, it sounds, sounds ridiculously elitist. No, um, but I, isn't Radcliffe like my age? Is he? Dude, I'm pretty sure he is. That's embarrassing. Yeah, he's 33. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, fuck I off. mean, that's fair. But I mean, they grew up in this sort of world. I, I sort of like... Like this sort of, you know, weird weaponized thought world. It's I Kendra's feel like... Age. This is my sister. This is fucking yeah, same as me. Like, I guess you're right. I guess you're get right. Out of here. It wasn't any different for her than yeah. it was for me. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, anyways, so they're all, I mean, publicly decrying uh, J.K. Oh, yeah. Rowling. I've read some of the tweets in a very, in a very uninteresting uh, yet global, just sort of like fuck you fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's nothing too complicated. Like there's oh. there's no real statements there. No it's just meat. it's just a whole lot of like blah blah blah. Fuck. Yeah, she's bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. Um, although some of the other people have defended her, like the the statements from um, what's his face uh, ha- um, Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember the actor's name, but the statements from Hagrid were really nice. They mm-hmm. were very like lucid. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. lucid. You know, <laughs> like really not saying anything other than like maybe calm down a bit here, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like there was one other pretty useful thing to read here in the article. Well, useful is maybe a bit of a stretch, but All right. Um, where is it? Oh my god Yeah the fucking The conclusion paragraph Yeah this is something 
Um, we recently got a chance. To, I just I can't do it with this stuff, man. Um, and again, uh, just to, just to, just, to, just to ground this, the reason why I feel this is bad is because I feel it's really harmful to the way people think and the way people act about stuff. Sometimes, like it can influence you in really negative ways. I 100% agree with you. I just find it so funny how passionate about it you you got. I've been saying this shit for like six years. <laughs> so when when people catch on and like yeah. join the party, I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like cool, man. Like, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But <laughs> I I got more personal experience now. Yeah, yeah. that that's it. Yeah. You know, like I lacked exposure before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got to be honest too, and, and I'm 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 a little bit sad to say this, but even in my personal relationships, like really uncomfortable things have been said sometimes, and. I really feel that it's the influence of this type of stuff. Yeah, no, you're right. You know? It is. Like, it's not... The people mean well. Of course. Like, it's... They have been trained to think a certain way, and they're looking for it. Mm-hmm. Right? No, and definitely. that kind of stuff is really, really dangerous. And like, I agree. We gotta fucking watch out, guys. And the way I can the way I can latch onto that right now is through this Harry Potter part article. Absolutely. That's the only reason why I'm so worked up, right? It's because yeah. it's like, I found an outlet for it. Yep, you know? Like, I, I found something I can wrap my head around. Yep. yep. <laughs> And part of the reason why I can wrap my head around it is because I went to read about this shit after. Mm-hmm. I read a whole ton of shit about, okay, I'm like, exactly, like, am I crazy? Exactly what the fuck did J.K. Rowling I remember, say? I remember, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's insane. The shit, I mean, and it's like, if anybody out there actually doesn't know or is unsure or doubts themselves, go fucking check. Because mm-hmm. the shit that they say she is, fucking reinvented herself as an anti-transgender, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's nuts. Like, the shit she says is she just, she made some comments about the place uh, of trans and of women in the world. Some comments. Mm-hmm. Just comments. Like she and really... she's a massive feminist, by the way. Sure. Yeah. Um, That's worth noting. Like women's yeah. rights, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, she's made some comments about it. And, and it's uh... like, you know, I don't agree with a lot of the shit that J.K. Rowling says, um, and that doesn't make her transphobic or anti-trans. Oh. Like, she's allowed to talk about uh, like issues that involve trans uh, people and women. Well, also, yeah, just also just issues that influence women. Yeah, even if totally. you wanted to leave out the, I mean, hundred percent. The the problem is only the leap between you talk about issues and you're anti those things, mm-hmm. right? You talk about something and you're suddenly you know anti that group. Oh, but that's that's a norm. the only problem. That's a norm, you know. Like, well, um, it shouldn't be. <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't. But again, like to. Politics have been doing it forever. I suppose um, to paint, they want to paint the other people as like the worst of the worst. To again be like, you don't want to be a whatever. Fill in the blank. Yeah. So don't vote for them. Vote for me. I mean, for Christ's sake. I mean, I'm scared to talk about trans shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, here we are. Because like, no, but I mean, it's like, and that's crazy because trans shit deserves to be talked about. I mean, you know, both for and like both. Like, by trans people and by not trans people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, it's, it's, they it's a, exist. It, yeah, it's a worthwhile topic. I they mean. exist. Not <laughs> as many as we're led to believe, but they do exist. For sure, for sure. And yeah. um, and we, there's there are definitely conversations to be had about it. Uh, 100%. Like, no doubt. Yeah, and, like, perfectly legitimate, like, nice ones. You know what I mean? Like, no one has to ever get nasty. And, like, mm-hmm. all this fucking, like, weird-ass nasty shit, like, don't let it leak into your lives because it's, like, this can really negatively affect your interpersonal relationships. Mm. Like, I mean, I've had some really uncomfortable discussions with people, you know? And it's, like... Yeah. Anyways, coming back to the article, let's get to the really stunning conclusion here. 
So, we recently got a chance to see Harry Potter Lo Hogwarts Legacy for ourselves, and you can find our extended thoughts in the final preview. Like Tegan and I have said, it looks pretty cool. Among other things, the Portkey team has attempted to bomb some of that textual fraughtness with Hogwarts Legacy's gameplay. The character creator here is broadly inclusive and allows for a wide array of gender variants. Mm -hmm. Vocal tones, body types, and pronouns yeah. break for it. That is, the choice to be referred to as either a witch or a wizard are all on separate sliders. Let's take a look at that for a second. Vocal tones, body types, this, and yeah. pronouns... And by pronouns, just in case you thought that was misleading, he clarifies after. He means witch or wizard. So witch or wizard are fucking pronouns now. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that's a fucking job. <laughs> Whether you're a witch or a wizard, it's your fucking... There are male witches and female wizards. There always, ha always have been. What in the living fuck <laughs> is this guy on? Yeah. Like, this shit is insane. <laughs> like, do not... Like actually no, I think a male witch was a warlock, right? Yeah, actually, you're you're, you're yeah. right. You're totally yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've played enough D and D to know that a male witch is a warlock. I have not. I just flashed back to that 1980 movie Warlock. <laughs> I was that's like, a good oh, one. That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a good deep cut. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, this is just this is nuts. Like, I mean, this it's uh, yeah. It's yeah. out of control. Yeah, it, it's nuts, and it's tempting to just dismiss it as nuts if it didn't actually have an influence on some people's thoughts and ideas. Yeah. And that's the problem, right? So it's like, just, you know, be careful. Yeah. Like, don't, you know, don't let yourself get... It's like, always take a second to think about, you know, when an article is telling you how to think versus telling you things that happened. Yeah. Right? And it's like, I mean, because I can't say how illuminate like... It was so illuminating, you know, when I tried to read about, okay, wait a second, like, what did she actually say? Reading that stuff versus uh, what this gentleman is writing in his article, I assume it's a gentleman. Uh, um, a, fuck you, man, you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it, there's, there's such a wide gulf between these two realities, and it's like, really on one hand of the fence here, there's things someone actually said, and on the other hand... There's an article claiming that J.K. Rowling has reinvented herself as one of the most prominent anti-transgender voices in the cultural gestalt, which is fucking insane. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, yeah. Uh, that's just been the focus. So anybody talks to or about her, that's what it's about, you know? And, like, I don't know. Uh, maybe she's done more interviews now and she has more prominence. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but I, I certainly don't think that she has... Well... I don't. I can't I mean, imagine that she is just what stress. They claim. Like most prominent, yeah, anti-transgender voices. Most prominent. One of. I I imagine like Kim Jong Un would probably be more. <laughs> maybe. You know, part of the problem with this stuff too. When I dug into this further, uh, IGN also links to uh, a couple. I guess you would call them transgender academics uh, who are. Uh, making an effort to debunk uh, J.K. Rowling's extremely long essay about uh, the, the, it's called like the turf wars, right? Mm. Trans exclusionary radical feminist wars. Mm -hmm. And to be clear, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I, I never read the essay. Neither did I. Um, I wouldn't. Th there was unfortunately, I would, uh, but there was a limited amount of, of time with which to, to research things, right? I'm not on board with radical feminism, uh, so I'm certainly not on board with trans exclusive radical. Uh, uh, no, wait. Trans, Ex trans exclusionary, exclusive. no exclusionary. Exclusionary. Yeah, trans because okay. exclu they exclude right, trans people. Right, right, right. Yeah. Not exclusive. Trans exclusionary yeah. radical <laughs> feminism. <laughs> all but in all, hang on a second, T, because I think the idea is actually that I don't think that the meaning of that is that she is a trans exclusionary radical feminist. No, the turf <laughs> is a slur. 
it's it's a it's like transphobe, but it's more of a like yeah yeah yeah. yeah she totally. took it, she took it as a badge of honor, <clears throat> and was did like, she? Yeah, she did. Are you she, sure it's not just talking about the general concept of the I'm war sure, between I'm the? Pretty, I'm pretty sure I the saw feminists and the tra- and the trans and like the um, trans rights folks. Pretty sure I saw her be referred to that, and her say, "Okay, fine." I'm a turf. Right, right. There but, was it might But that's just it. I mean, I think you are right, but that's just it. It's like that's a little different from reinventing yourself oh, as one totally. of the most no, no, you know no, what I'm, I'm not saying? With the, the, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But I but I I feel like I might have seen her. So I've seen a few people um get called that and they're just like okay, like whatever you say. Yeah. If if you want to call like sure, I'm yeah, not going to call for you it. like just whatever. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, because I mean, what what can you say to that? Right? Yeah. That's kind of the problem, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, all that to say, so I didn't read the article, but I did listen to a 58-minute long breakdown by two uh, trans academics. I think they're both, at least one of the two was, I think, a, a, maybe a PhD teacher of, like, ooh, I'm going to get it wrong, uh, and I'm not trying to get it right, just to be clear. Uh, but something like, not exactly trans rights, but, like, something to do with, like, educating people about trans situations. Okay, so right? a complete... Something like that. Bullshit degree of meaning... Meaninglessness, subjective. So but lesbian I'm dance personally theory. Personally, kind of with so you on this. So lesbian dance theory, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, so yeah, like, you know, some very, let's call it, uh, you know, very new world uh, subjects, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly what they were called, but p- the idea is experts on the trans, whatever yeah, situ- yeah. situation, gender studies or something. Yeah, gender studies, something like that, effectively, yeah, yeah. and. They were trying to break down the entire, you know, why what J.K. Rowling says in this essay is so so darn harmful. And I was genuinely curious to try and understand why mm-hmm. it was so harmful, like to, just to really see. You read like, the article, right? To, I to well, like I said, there's a limit on the amount of. No, no, for sure, you know, for sure, for sure. But if you really do want to understand what's harmful, then reading her actual statements would be first, right? I may get to it. I may get to it. But really, it's actually not that relevant for me mm. because my whole thing is that. I actually don't give a flying fuck whether or not J.K. Rowling hates trans people. I couldn't care less. It's like, if she does hate them, whatever. She's allowed She's allowed. If she doesn't hate them, whatever. She's She's allowed. allowed. My point is, there's a real problem when you take statements that are just talking about trans folk Mm -hmm. and you call that suddenly this person hates them. When I can't see a natural transition between these two events at all, right? Again, no, it's just been a tactic throughout fucking human history. Exactly. And it's, it's bullshit. That's... I agree with you. But that's why I don't really care to read this article. Because I actually fundamentally don't really care. It's really just the... It's the leaps of logic between, Mm -hmm. like, says some stuff about trans stuff versus hates them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the real... For me, that's the real problem. Anyways, um, so the two folk were trying to debunk, you know, what exactly is wrong with the article. And I I checked out after about three minutes uh, because I still tried to listen to the whole thing. I couldn't really... You know, maybe it was me, a lack of focus. They were very academic in their discussion. It was kind of like a lecture. Um, I had a lot of difficulty getting anything useful out of it, and I ended the thing with, unfortunately, not really understanding any more than I did at the outset. But what they did at the beginning, which really, really uh, rubbed me the wrong way, was the lady says that 
Um, she starts by introducing herself as a cis woman and saying, she goes through a whole big spiel about like, now if you, you know, we may call you a cis woman sometimes. And that's just, the, you know, and she goes through a big thing of like, don't be scared of that. There's nothing wrong with being called a cis woman. Uh, if you think you might want to get offended by that, or you don't like the way that, that people call you that, just don't think, don't worry about it. Think about it as just like an extra word on top of woman. It's just to differentiate between non-trans Sorry, differentiate between trans woman and regular woman. So we're adding this extra word. And it's kind of like any debate about the appropriateness of, of that or not aside, right? Which it's important to put that aside. Um, if you, even if you agree with that and, you, and you're like, okay, fine. Like you, you want to add this word to describe this specific thing. I'm down. It's like, at least you made it up for the occasion. Mm -hmm. That's cool. You know, like I, you explained it. I get what you mean. But then she goes on to say, wait, now I'm losing the plot here. I gotta. It's it's hard to phrase. Hang yeah, on. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you had it good before though. When I you did. Told me about it. I did. Yeah, yeah. These two trans academics' perspective is all about the importance of these terms like cis, trans woman, whatever gender fluid, other stuff too. All this sort of like gender related terms. They're trying to say how important it is, or sorry, rather, they want us, and by us I mean non transgender folk to call them certain things because they like it uh, and they think it's appropriate and they think they and identify as that demand it sure um, and it's kind of like I can get down with that right but then they do that and they also tell you in the same breath that you're not allowed to call yourself whatever you would like you have to call yourself cis woman of course. That's what these people are getting at, and that's the problem. Is that it's like they want to decide their own pronouns, and I'm kind of like in a way I'm kind of cool with that. But then at the same time, they turn around and say, "But also, you're now cis this, and that's important." Mm -hmm. So I don't get to decide my own pronouns. That's the issue, okay. right? Is that it's like they want something, but they they, they want, want their it cake and to eat it too. Yeah, they only want it in one direction, mm -hmm. and that's kind of fundamentally not cool, you know. Well. Anyways, um, so all that to say, there's just, there's a lot of the more I dug into the shit behind this, the more I just, you know, it, the less and less it makes sense. It's a deep rabbit Put hole. It that way. It's a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. It's easy to get lost in it. Yeah. And, uh, and get worked up. Yeah. In it. Cause it's yeah. like, wait a minute, why is this such a big deal? Yeah. Like, it should be very simple. And it we should, should be. be able, and, and, you know, when you do come across a trans person, like 99.9% of the time, they're going to be super cool. Yeah. Super forgiving. Yeah. Super. Easy to get along with. Yeah. Not demand any of this shit. Yeah. They'll just be like, well, I'd prefer if you did this. And if you make yeah. a mistake, they're like, no problem. Um, yeah, but, the, the irony is we all have equal to, equal to fear from this weaponized thought. Right. The trans people included, you know? It's yeah, like, but <laughs> again, I've never met one that was, uh, you know, angry about it. Like, I mean... Neither have I. I've only met yeah. a couple in my life, but yeah. for sure, I, they're normal people. Like, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> they're people too. Like, well, like, like the Skittles man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it touches everything. Turns the Skittles, right? They're normal people just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just like everybody else. <laughs> but, anyways, so it's crazy. It's crazy. They don't, I, I've never, I've never even heard of someone demanding these kind of crazy things that no. these people are demanding. No. On. And, and again, why are you, who is JK Rowling to any of, why is she, like, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, the whole thing's crazy. But the, the, the takeaway for me is just, again, it's like, be careful what you think because of getting fed stuff like this. Because yeah. it, it can be a little dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. That's it. You know, just be a, be a smart consumer. 
Like, when articles try to tell you that someone reinvented themselves as one of the most prominent anti-transgender voices in the cultural <laughs> gestalt, and you don't think that's immediately true, just maybe check into it. Mm. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a little fact-checking, and listen... I mean, I, can, I, I think I can't go on for no, no. for danger of ranting more. No, no, no. We'll, we'll stop that. <laughs> I ranted enough. Yeah. Um, but would you like to take a short break? Yeah, I need to take a break. When we get back, we'll talk about Atomic Heart, I promise. <laughs> Some more. Okay. Right, so we're back. Good man. And, uh, yeah, I, I, w- I will say, just, just before we move on, because I got clearly a little worked up there during that whole... J.K. Rowling thing. Um, You're just a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just to circle back to what's important here, all this comes from a place of just wanting wanting to place an importance on free and open discourse. And, like, talking is good, guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, talking is good. Uh, Not immediately shutting down ideas because they don't, you know, fill whatever XYZ thing is good. Mm -hmm. Like, discourse is great. We need discourse. Uh Like, they want to shut it down... Don't let it happen. <laughs> That's it. Talking is always going to be good. Yeah. Not talking about issues is always going to get us into trouble. <laughs> yep. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so let's move on from that uh, highly charged political topic to another... A not so charged <laughs> political topic. Uh, 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 I, I, I think it actually is fair to say that this is less politically charged, but listen. What? Maybe I just have this less to say This is literal geopolitics. It. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Well, it was bound to happen eventually, guys. I'm reading uh, off of a Games Radar Games Radar news heading here. Atomic Heart Dev facing backlash on statement relating to Russo-Ukraine war. This was published 15 days ago. By who? By Hiran Cryer. On what? On Games Radar. Games Radar. Okay, yeah. sorry, yeah. sorry. Not GameSpot. Games Radar. Games Radar. Um, subheading: The developer has been criticized for refusing to name the war in its recent statement. So everyone knows Atomic Heart. We talk about it ad infinitum. Uh, again, though, this is a news article based on Twitter, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to clarify <laughs> that. That that is where we have come to in the world, that now we talk about the major articles in the news are based on Twitter. I wouldn't talk about this if we weren't already on the topic of J.K. Rowling. Okay. That's why I wanted to go here, because I was like... Okay, if we're going to have Get a politics episode... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we might as well address all sorts of things at the same time, because mm-hmm. it's not like it's limited to just her. No. That's kind of where I was coming from here. And you're right. It's it's sort of... It's news based on Twitter, but the Twitter news did come from the Moonfish developer. Right, right. right. So at least it's, like, the developer themselves. So, you know, there's a bit more of a grounding in... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, like, just based on the tweets, right? Like, just facing based on the backlash on, from their... On their Twitter account, and yeah. I'm like reading this backlash, and I'm like, no, it's it's wild. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the tweets themselves. Uh, I'll, I'll read a little snippet from the article. Earlier today, January 16th, Moonfish published several tweets from its official Twitter account. Follow-up tweets to the one below state that Moonfish does not comment on politics or religion, quote unquote, and that the developer is, quote unquote, a global team focused on getting Atomic Heart into the hands of gamers everywhere. So I'll read the tweet itself. This is from Moonfish. Guys, we have noted the questions surrounding where we at Moonfish stand. We want to assure you that Moonfish is a developer and studio with a global team focused on an innovative game and is undeniably a pro-peace organization against violence against people. So a relatively benign tweet, I would say. Yeah. Uh, clearly in questioning on where they stand in, in the sort of Russo-Ukraine conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Moonfish is a Russian studio. Right. So how much do you figure they could actually fucking say? <laughs> Honestly. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, so this all comes down to basically some 
Twitter people. Uh, one of which is Sergey Mohov, and Sergey Mohov is um, he's actually someone notable. He is let me find it. Yeah, he is Remedy Entertainment's developer. Sergey Mohov uh, has criticized the studio for refusing to name the Russo-Ukraine war in its statement. So Sergey Mohov is basically upset that they don't explicitly name the Russo-Ukraine war in the statement. Right. Surprise. Um, and we're supposed to care about this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I mean. Again, I don't want to rant, but like this is kind of messed up on a lot of levels. Do you want to start to dissect it, or should I? Go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so he- here's a Sergei Mohov's response, first of all. I sh- I'll just read it. Violence against which people exactly? Sounds kind of a little bit like the women, women menstruating thing. <sighs> uh, can't even say it. This is the response to folks asking them if they took money from the Russian government and its entities sanctioned for their role in the Russo-Ukrainian war calling them spammers, quote-unquote. And then Munfish responds with, we do not comment on politics or religion. Rest assured, we are a global team focusing on getting Atomic Heart into the hands of gamers every- everywhere. We do not and will not condone contributors or spammers with offensive, hateful, discriminatory, violent, or threatening language or content. I don't really know what they're talking about there, People but... People were probably talking all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so this gentleman is trying to say that he's upset that they don't explicitly name the Russo-Ukrainian war, even though that seems quite clearly what they're talking about. Like Teak said... Do you really think that they're able? What are you expecting these guys to say? Yeah. You know, this is a Russian developer trying to release a game. I can only assume that they're not that involved with the inner workings of the Russian military. I can only assume... I think it's a safe (laughs) assumption, but maybe not. I feel like it is. They're developers trying to release a game. Uh, On the Sacred Symbols podcast, they pointed out that it's... I don't know if this is... I assume this is true, but that it's... Probably illegal for them to speak against well, I can't Russia imagine, in the statement, right? I can't imagine that it would be a good move for that company yeah. to speak out against its own government that is currently at war. Even if they wanted to, and we have no idea if they do it or not, they probably would not even be allowed to. I, so I can't imagine a place that you would. I doubt you would be able to, if we were at yeah. war with another country, I doubt we would be able to speak out against Canada on right? our thing. And we're in Canada. That's not weird. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, listen, and then, uh, oh yeah, gosh. And then Mohav uh, further points out in a follow-up tweet, this is the developer from Remedy, the protagonist of Atomic Heart is a KGB agent in the USSR of the future, set in an alternate timeline where Russia outright defeated Nazi Germany in the Second World War. Mohav writes that for developer Atomic Heart to play the non-political card against a video, he uses air quotes, against a video game backdrop of this nature is nonsensical. And then the GamesRadar article further notes, at the heart of this discussion around Moonfish, though, is the matter of whether or not the studio has accepted funds from the Russian government in development of Atomic Heart. This is a question that's been on the lips of many Twitter users over the past months and has partially led to today's statement from Moonfish, but it's one that the developer has never explicitly commented on. While Moonfish's headquarters are in Cyprus, the company is Russian and is understood to be linked to companies that have received sanctions as a result of the invasion of Ukraine. Mohav is trying to say that it's, it's, it's inappropriate. He's trying to make a link between this game's fairy tale alternate reality of Soviet Russia stemming from, I believe, was, did he say, yeah, 1955, is it? I think I read that somewhere else, but yeah, the, the alternate history they have in the game splits off somewhere around like 1955. Okay, yeah. like, well, post-World well, World War II, the, if they outright beat them, then... Exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. So he's trying to say that it's, re- you know, he's trying to make a link between the fact that they are essentially... Um, it sounds like he's trying to label them as like a pro USSR thing, right? Like, like go motherland kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're not willing to make political statements, but it's like the game is a fantasy. What's the USSR? 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not a thing anymore. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the game is a is is a story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a game. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know, you know, what else to say there. And even if it was pro USSR and pro Russian military, it's like they're allowed to make games about that if they feel like it. I mean, I mean, listen, I have a complicated relationship with this stuff because you know my girlfriend is Russian and her, sorry, my girlfriend is Russian speaking uh, and she's Ukrainian. Right, so there's already there's two kind of, you know, in some in some ways at odds things there, um, and as an example, like I have an extreme fondness for the stories that came out of the, the of Soviet Russia about Chiburashka, who is like um, they're Russia's uh, Mickey Mouse. Okay, and it was made by Soyuzmultfilm, uh, which is the Soviet propaganda machine uh, oh, in that era right, right. that were creating. They were just they were so enthused with the American Mickey Mouse that they you know desperately wanted to. Uh, create their own version of it, and they, in their defense, they made uh, this Soyuz Milt film company is was like a really, really talented, uh, they're like really, really talented artists, and they made this incredible children's content. Hmm. Like Chiburashka is like he's this like adorable little cute um, sort of teddy bear kind of like thing. Okay. The jo- the whole joke is that like he he arrives in in uh, in Russia in like a crate of oranges, and like no one actually knows what animal he is. Hmm. Uh, there's like a, and then it's like, you know, the the talking crocodile. The crocodile in the story works at the zoo. Like, he works at the zoo as a crocodile. Okay. <laughs> right? And the whole thing has, like, t- it's just, it's hilarious. He becomes friends with Chiburashka. No one at the, z- at the zoo understands where to put him because they don't, they, he's not an animal that really exists. Uh, anyways, and the whole thing has, contains tons of Soviet propaganda. Right. And it's like, that doesn't mean it's, it's like, that doesn't make it inherently bad. As long as you understand that it's like, like, it's kind of it's like... pushing something. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I can like this thing and understand that it's Soviet propaganda in the same respect, you know? And it's like, even if this was Soviet propaganda, it's like, they're allowed to do that if they feel like it. And also, guys, it's a story, you know? So, like, what... I would understand, you know, if the game was invading Ukraine. Yeah, sure. Sort of like that. What was that that game that almost came out about (laughs) Iraq? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, No, uh, are you thinking of the one that was... Was it Iraq... Oh, Fallujah, the Fallujah, Fallujah. game. Yeah. Uh, is it the 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 real life thing? Is the sixth battle of Fallujah? The game is called Battle of Fallujah. I is think that so. It? Yeah, no, I'm just saying. You know, yeah. like yeah, if yeah, people yeah. are putting out stuff about wars and shit. I mean, like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a real one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a real one, and that game clearly is like emulating this real world thing, we, and is yeah, like trying to say it, trying to say stuff about it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like this is just a story. Yeah, it's yeah, a story yeah. about an alternate reality, Soviet Russia, and like. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they're <laughs> they're pro military or something. They maybe no. are separately from that. Who knows? Just the same way that like J.K. Rowling might actually hate trans people. It's just that there's a difference between what she actually thinks and what some statements are. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like these are separate things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one does not necessarily infer the other. <laughs> no, but I, in terms of this in particular, I really do feel like it, it would be a suicide to speak out against the, the country that they're yeah. from. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little tone deaf for, you know, an American journalist. Well, I guess this is not really an American journalist person, but like say this American, that's not even an American developer. <laughs> it's a little tone deaf from someone from sort of the West, air quotes, to be like, how can they not name this stuff? Mm. When it's like you're you're failing to understand that like, this is, I mean, from what I assume, again, this is a, 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 rel- a relatively normal video game developer trying to make a game within this greater political context. Mm-hmm. Their hands are a little tied in terms of what they can and can't do. I would you know? think. And they have to navigate a really fine line between, like, you know, playing ball with all, like, the relevant parties and, like, trying to just make everyone not 
go crazy. Not hate them. Yeah, not because hate them. Because they're Russian. Exactly. You know, and it's like, yeah, so I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. You know, and it's time. also, you know, I feel like, so this guy is asking all these questions and apparently other Twitter users also, you know, they're questioning where the money comes from. And this, I feel like, is particularly problematic because it's like, I mean, guys, like, Canadian institutions and or game developers and whatever take money from the government all the fucking time. That's not a weird thing. Mm. Like, you know, them asking questions about did they or did they not take money from the, the Russian government, who cares? Tons of institutions in Russia take money from the Russian government. It's like, that doesn't make them necessarily pro-war or something. No, or, not at all. Or, or even, it, it's not even a p- political statement in a lot of cases. No. Again, they're just caught in the middle, as you said, rock in a hard place. For sure, for sure. And if you want to follow the money, I mean, first of all, uh, and again, I'll quote sacred symbols, I, I really like them with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, your money never goes, I believe this is a Chris Reagan quote, but your money never goes where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Right? And I can't say it better than that. He said it the best way possible. Yep. It's like, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't just le- like you know level these concerns against them because our money, even in the West, it never goes where we want it to go. It's like, do you think I want to support Facebook in a lot of cases? Do I want to support Google? It's like I use these services. Like, do you want the government to sell guns to Saudi? Do you want? Um, I mean, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I like mean, when I when I buy something from Walmart, do I want to support Walmart? So I just want the product. You know what I mean? It's like I just need cat litter or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. and it's cheaper here than at the the corner store. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, do I want to support big tobacco? No, I want to smoke. It's like it's not exactly the same thing. Yeah. The government makes sure that you can only get it from one place. Mm, exactly. Right. Um, same with alcohol. And also another, you know, really thing that's worth pointing out is that like if you want to start criticizing the money, um, Microsoft has paid to have this money be... Uh, t- sorry, Microsoft has paid money to Moonfish to make this game a day one day pass, a, ga- a day one Game Pass purchase. Right. Right? So if you want to start talking about who's taking stuff from where, it's like, well, Microsoft paid them a ton of money to get this on Game Pass day one, so why is no one talking about the fact that Microsoft is then indirectly funding the Russian government? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's just incredibly, like... Guys, how can you be so narrow-minded to like even talk about this stuff? You know. Yeah. Again, I just find it hilarious that it's you know resorted to Twitter beef. Basically, it is. It, it is, is it like is. actual news, and it, it yeah. just blows my mind. I, yeah. I mean, but it it can really have some serious effects. Too. It can. It can. And these, I, uh, these beefs. Yeah. No, it really can. And I guess I you know for whatever reason today I felt like pointing this stuff out. I usually don't, but today I felt like pointing this stuff out just because like. I don't know, man. It's like, if you just randomly read this stuff out there, like, don't let yourself get wrapped up in the whole, like, just because people say you have to you have to try and link this company to the war, you know, mm-hmm. capital letters, like, you don't have to. Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. you can just look at it as a game. Yep. You know, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, it's a game that, lo- that even looks really good and mm-hmm. happens to be coming out in three weeks. Uh, and as another news article stated, I want to say I got this from GameSpot, although it's somebody else who reported it going gold. The ga- oh yeah, no, Moonfish themselves reported the game has gone gold, so that means that it's beyond the shadow of a doubt. You know, there's like, th- this is an exaggeration, but like three games in history have gone gold and did not come out after. Really? Okay. It's incredibly rare. Yeah, it's wow, like, wow, wow. it's cool. happened in a handful of cases, but it's, it's incredibly rare. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, the game's coming. I can't wait for it to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited about it. I really hope it doesn't. It's 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 not a total mess. Yeah, and I mean you've you know? been big on this for a long time. 
So yeah, it's, yeah. it's time. It's really satisfying for it to finally be. It's like I'll, I'll be able to just it'll come out. I can judge it whether it's good or bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can see if it's gonna satisfy all these awesome like all these amazing like sort of like. You know, when the initial videos about about Atomic Heart came out, it kind of was like they were like a, they were like kind of like a cool Soviet propaganda machine in the it video. It looked like it. Yeah. You know, like that's what makes it cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like as a person who actually knows what that stuff is like from real experience, mm. that shit can be cool. Yep. You know, like and, and it's I feel like they're doing a loving, like sort of like a ode to that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and nothing more than that kind of thing. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's. Make it definitely interesting, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, anyways, so I, I really hope this game's gonna be cool, and I can't wait to play it with Russian dialogue, and like maybe my girlfriend will get something out of that too, mm-hmm. you know? Like, um, yeah, it's gonna be one of those things where it's like she might be laughing, and I'll just like, like I won't be able to tell if you the dialogue's pick up on it, yeah, yeah, if the dialogue's terrible or not. Mm-hmm. Like, all I can say is from the trailer is it sounds good, mm. but you know, it's like I'm just hearing the. It's literally just the audio of the Russian right. that I think sounds nice, you know. But it's like I have no idea. The dialogue could be awful for mm-hmm. all I know. You know yeah, I mean? right, right, right. Uh, Super cheesy. Yeah. I understand a handful of words, you know. It's mm-hmm. like really not very much, but uh, anyways. So yeah. that's our that's our that's our political discussion. Hey, mm-hmm. I would like to talk briefly about what I've been playing. Yeah, well, let's just jump onto that then. Yeah, sure. I mean, do you want to do you want to lead? Why don't you Why don't you tell me what you've been up to? Well, I've uh, messed around a little bit on some PVE boosted arc server. Okay. With a bunch of people. I swear I'd never do it again, but boosted is different. It's uh, quite a bit more tolerable. And uh, yeah, just messing around with some people. Did a couple of rounds of hunt. I think there's maybe 15 days left of the event. Uh, yeah, I got to get in there, man. I did download the game. So I got to okay. get in there. Okay. Even, even my buddy Sheldon, uh, who also listens to the show, he said he also downloaded hunt and he's like. So I feel like maybe we should play a... I'm down for a round. Yeah, um, yeah that'd be nice. I yeah. will never finish this event. It's not going to happen. It's official now. Are you close enough to the end that you can you can see you can see the writing There's on no the wall? There's no way I'm going to do it. <laughs> There's no way. Unless I'm going to devote, you know, like, fucking massive chunks of time. Like, I'm just not going to. And I've already won, or I've already earned enough of the, or all of the cool stuff that mm. you get from it. Like, mm. the rest of the shit is kind of... Icing on the cake. I don't really care about yeah. it, you know? So... I don't feel the grind or the pressure. Um, That's probably good. Got the new guns, a free legendary hunter, shit like that, you know? And it's like, the other stuff, meh. I don't care. It sounds like a good place to be because now you're just enjoying it. Well. For what it is. I like the grind, I gotta say, man. Yeah. The grind is fun for me. Mm. I I always enjoy, like, actually playing for a reason, you know? Yeah. Um, And now I'm just kind of like, well, I don't have the same drive. That's interesting. If a buddy's on, I'm super down to do it, but... I was like messaging everybody, like, yo, run a hunt, run a hunt, run a hunt, because I really wanted to get that fucking gun. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, what about you? Um, me, I've pretty much just been playing uh, mostly Marvel's Avengers. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, this game has really uh, sunk his claws in. Yeah, it really, it really got me. I mean, I, I'm kind of. What can I say about the game? The game has one of the most compelling uh, character progression systems hmm. that I've seen, like, ever. Um, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's like, it's just a really simple, cla- like character specific. Each of them has their own sort of like big skill tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, there's 50 levels. So like, once you get to level 50, you'll have everything unlocked, right? Because it's like, it's like once you get to the end of the Hulk, you'll have every Hulk ability. Okay. You get to the end of Captain America, you'll have every Captain America ability, which kind of makes sense because it's like you're supposed to be the hero. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But what's really cool is, like you said, it's the grind between 1 and 50 mm-hmm. is deeply enjoyable because, like, there's just... I mean, there's literally 50 choices for mm-hmm. where you can put each skill point, 
right? Until you've like whittled down the trees, kind of thing. Right, right. So it's like you can start out focusing on like light attacks, me like melee attacks. You can focus on the ranged weapon. They all have ranged attacks. You can focus on your supers, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. They're called heroics in this, but it's like you have three. Yeah, yeah. Three special abilities, right? That recharge over time. You can focus on any one of those. Then there's like a separate page altogether with like, oh, this is general shit that goes with this category. Mm -hmm. General shit with this category. And they're not even ability specific things. Mm -hmm. So you really can like, you can kit out these characters in like all these different ways. There's like a whole ton of builds. And like that system in and of itself is just so fucking fun to go through. Hmm. It's fucking awesome. Like, I mean, I, I haven't leveled a character to 50 yet. So I can't really say if I would still enjoy the game like, if I'd still enjoy the leveling past that, my brother is, like, a massive Iron Man fan, so he got Iron Man to level 50, like, fucking lickety-split. Mm. Um, which isn't difficult to do if you put a lot of time in, right? Well, I, did I mean, my thing was, like, I was just bouncing between all the different heroes constantly, right, right, you know? Right. So I was really never focusing on any of them. Um, and I still aren't, you know? It's like I have... I think my Thor is, like, 47, and everyone else is, like, between 20 and 30 okay. kind of thing. But I have everybody between 20 and 30. Okay. Um, but, um, yes, my brother got to 50 real fast, and then he got, like, 36 champion levels. And it's kind of like they have, like, a Paragon system past that. Okay. Kind of like Diablo, yeah, where yeah, it's, yeah. like, little incremental updates. Mm -hmm. You know? But, um, yeah, that whole system I find deeply satisfying. Separate from that, it's got a power grind, like, in Destiny. That sucks in the same ways that Destiny sucks. Mm. Um, but... You can see why they would put it in because of the kind of game it is. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like, I don't object to these things inherently. They're annoying. And like, I wish that they were not there. But I can live with them. Yeah. You know, like, it, it doesn't like completely kill my enjoyment. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in a way, it gives a grind. Yeah. Which you know? is fun. I like that. Yeah. It's like, I'd, I'd be inclined to say it's not a good grind if I could evaluate mm. it. But still, it's a grind. You know, mm. so it's like, it's not the worst. Um, and. It's true, everything they say about the game. I mean, it's, it is a little bland and repetitive. It's just, like, actually... Fun, though, right? Like, blind yeah. fun. Just yeah, a lot of fun. Like, playing as the characters is fun. Mm -hmm. Like, Captain America feels like Captain America. Hulk feels like Hulk. They're all really... Like, the way they've injected different personality into each of them is, like... Mm -hmm. They're not cookie-cutter cutouts, man. Right. Like, Iron Man is, like, a legit wizard. Like, he flies around and he shoots laser beams. And then, like, Hulk is, like, an insane bruiser. Mm -hmm. Who, like... I mean, so Iron Man flies... And Hulk has this, like, jump mechanic where he, like, he's, like, hurtling through the air mm. in jumps. And at any time, you can turn one of those jumps into, like, a massive ground slam. Because nice. he's Hulk, you know? And <laughs> it's, like, it's just, yeah, they're really cool and different. And, like, Spider-Man is, unfortunately, a PlayStation exclusive because of, you know, uh, Sony has rights to it and whatnot. But um, Spider-Man feels completely different. Like, he literally swings around just like in the, in the other Spider-Man games. Hmm. It's really, like he, like, he feels completely unique. You know, Black Widow zips along on this, like, she's like a scorpion, get mm. over here. Mm. You know, she, like, grapple hooks. She both uses her grapple hook to, like, grapple buildings and, like, swing around. And also to, like, grapple onto enemies and into them. Mm. And it's, like, deeply satisfying. Okay. You know, it's just, like, really fucking cool. And, like, they're all super different. I kind of can't say enough good stuff about it. It's just, like... It's, like, I guess, you know, like, 80 bucks at, at, at launch would have been kind of a lot... But, like, 55 post-launch, now that I know what the game's like, is really not that much. Hmm. And, I mean, 13 on a sale is insane. Right, You know, right. like, 
Is it as quality as Hunt Showdown? Absolutely not. You it's know? a different thing altogether, though. I think I only make that comparison because I think I also bought Hunt, Hunt Showdown on like a big sale, mm-hmm. right? Like, is it as quality as something like that? Hundred percent, no. But yeah, you're right. It's completely different. Totally different. I feel like it's higher quality in some ways. You know, like uh, maybe it's, graphically. Um, it's hard to categorize. You know, like yeah, I, I find its graphics really nice. Some people feel less so. I, I think they're gorgeous personally, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Anyways, but for for whatever it is, I love the game. I mean, I really, you know, I'll take a second and speak directly to Mike and Matt because I know you'll both listen to this, but guys, it looks great. If you have any interest in this at all, and it's maybe not on $55, like if you see, if you catch it on like a half off sale, maybe, uh, if you're lucky, like a, you know, 75% off, but even just like a minor sale, it's like if you want casual fun with friends, it's really good for that. Hmm. How many players? Four? Uh, I believe it's four. Yeah, I think it's never more, can't be more than four. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Still. It's always one to four. And if you play less than four, and this is, you could say it's annoying sometimes, it fills you out with AIs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I like that less, but I understand why the game does it. Yeah. It's you all know, meant for four. Yeah. yeah, it's just tuned for that. You yeah, know? totally. Um, that makes perfect sense. Totally, totally. And one of the cool things about your AIs, too, is like they're actually your AIs. Like they're your characters. Oh, okay. So they wear the uniforms you selected, they have the abilities you've unlocked. Which is kind of cool. Mm. So like, it still feels personal in a way because it's like you're still you're bringing on the other characters you've leveled, right? right. Not just like a random, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Not like a random synth like an Aliens Fire yeah. Team. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of like you know I play Aliens Fire Team with this with this group of friends and like we we love Aliens Fire Team and of course Aliens Fire Team is very hardcore and very difficult. Different too. Different too, especially because we're playing on intense difficulty, so mm-hmm. it's like pretty you know sweaty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this game's not that. But it's just real stupid fun. Right. You know? Oh, I hear you. Um, sometimes it's stupid. Sometimes it's fun. Yeah. Most of the time, it's stupid fun. Yeah, man. But um, so it's good stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I guess since we're on the topic, I did want to link in real quick. Uh, there's, a, there's a news article. You know, Marvel's Avengers finally made headlines outside of websites like, like Xputer <laughs> for the first time in a long time. IGN also reported um, the fact that like, there's, there was a big announcement that like, the game's closing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all got this from... I mean, I read a big expose on... Is it Xputer? I think it is. Yeah, I read a big expose on Xputer called... Let me just find this. I sent you some this, eh? No, you sent me a Young A video. Oh, about yeah. this though, right? About this. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. And Xputer, Xputer's article is kind of interesting because this actually happened like it was very prognosticative. Uh, it happened like I want to say mere days before the official announcement for the company. Hmm. But Xputer was theorizing about Marvel's Avengers. I think they had some sort of like exclusive spoiler or something with like inside sources saying that it was going to get shut down. Um, the article headline is Marvel's Avengers is disassembled. Subheadline plans to cease development on Marvel's Avengers have accelerated at Crystal Dynamics, with sources pointing to an announcement as early as next week. And then the announcement came like three days later or something. Hmm. And then they, they then linked it into the article. But the actual announcement itself, uh, I'll just go to. Crystal Dynamics site for a moment. Final update on futures of Mar- future of Marvel's Avengers. So 20th January 2023. I'll summarize here. Basically, they stated that they are, in fact, finally... They're going to shut the game down. Um, they're just going to stop support for the game. It's not like... Um, you're not going to not be able to play it or anything. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, this is one of the most benevolent and cool things I have seen. That's one of the things with like the Young A video was pretty interesting, but Young A was a little hard on them for um, sort of like giving too little... Mm-hmm. Like he had a bit of a, like a too little, too late spin on it. Right. And I got to be honest, coming from a fan perspective, I could not believe more the opposite. Hmm. I think this is amazing what they're doing and like completely applaudable for a company that has... Um, 
I would say probably inarguably financially suffered by the release of this game. Mm. Like, it did not do super well. It didn't make them a lot of money. And I feel like, kind of like Atomic Heart, their hands are a little tied in terms of what they can do. Well, yeah, and if it's still playable. I mean, the yeah. real shitty thing would be to shut it down entirely. Totally, totally. I mean, of course, you know, long-term speaking, nobody knows what will happen, mm-hmm. right? And they stated themselves. They're like, listen, really long-term, we can't say. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all we can say is that for now, the game's going to be playable for the foreseeable future. No one's games are going to get shut down. We're just ending support on September 30th, 2023. Right. We won't release any more patches. No more content. No more bug bug fixes and stuff. So we'll we'll bug fix the game as much as we can until then, and then that's the state it's in. Hey, you know, that's fair. Whatever state, we, yeah, that's totally fair. And the servers are going to st- remain on. Um, you know, everything is still going to be available. One thing that's important to note, especially if anybody is curious to pick up the game, which I got to be honest, if you have any interest in the Marvel universe whatsoever, do it. It is a shoe in, man. Hmm. Like, I mean, it's like, yeah, there's little niggling details, but like, it feels good to be a superhero. Hmm. You know, like, it feels like it should, and like, they really captured that well. Um, but yeah, so the game for people interested. The final update for the game, update 2.8, is going to launch, launch March 31st, 2023. Uh, that's, af- that's the point where they're no- not going to add any new content or features. Then official support ends September 30th, uh, a, l- a significant period later. And when su- official support ends, the game will be delisted from the store. Okay. So no new copies can be purchased after that time. Fair enough. Yeah, it's like you can... will be able to buy it in a discount bin. Exactly. You can still buy it in the discount bin. If you buy it before then, it's going to remain downloadable for the, for the foreseeable future. Okay. Probably forever, because the game is playable offline. Oh, okay. Right? It actually doesn't require servers, which is really also, again, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Another thing I like about the game. Um, and then, so, you know, it is worth noting that if you are interested at all, you should pick it up before then, because it will not be possible after that. But, also, uh, when they finish... Sorry, when they release the final update 2.8, March 31st, 2023... They are gifting every single cosmetic in the entire marketplace and through all the shipments and through the challenge card of every character that previously had to be paid for completely for free to everybody. Huh. Which is fucking amazing. Yeah. And I I mean, from an actual fan speaking inside the game, like, you could level the complaint at them that, like, they tried to charge through the roof for cosmetics. They did, but also they're just cosmetics. Yeah. You know, and just you can just not buy them. Mm-hmm. And I know that could be considered a simplistic point of view, but I got to I mean, from personal experience, I really feel like it's true. It's like there was already a lot of uniforms in the game to be unlocked, not through that. Mm-hmm. So it's was really it felt very strictly additive for me. Okay. And I happily spent money on it because I paid thirteen dollars for the base game. Okay. Yeah. So I was so like, you'll give them more for sure. I was like, for sure, I would be very. I mean, after how much I enjoyed it, I was like, I'll. I d- don't care at all to spend another twenty dollars on cosmetics because mm-hmm. I'm loving this, you know, yeah, and like, yeah. and f- like thirty three dollars is still an extremely, extremely <laughs> affordable price, you know, for sure. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I really just I think it's kind of incredible that they're giving. I mean, it's not like it's hard for them to do. It's more just like they didn't have to. No, that's you, it. You know, they didn't have to put the effort into anything. Yeah, and they really did. And I got to be honest, like this 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 news update on their site, they're also converting all the previous currency you had earned, like if you had cosmetic currency that you paid for with real money, um, they're giving you a massive influx of every single currency that you need to upgrade shit in the game, hmm. which is, and they're big amounts. Like, they're really big amounts. Like, um, like you're going to get enough resources to, like, fully upgrade several exotic artifacts for anyone who knows what that means. Hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like, that's, again, like, it's pretty nice. It's like a, it's something. Yeah. You know? Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, Yang Ye was harsh on it because he was like, do cosmetics even really matter at this point in time? And... 
I gotta be honest, I think he was guilty of not looking at it from an insider perspective. For someone who likes the game, yeah, it's really cool. Mm. You know, because it's like, I'm gonna keep playing the game, my brother's gonna keep playing the game, I hope maybe other people do too, and it's yep. like, yeah, I would love to suddenly have like 30 more outfits for nothing. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so I think it's. I think this is one of the most graceful and nice ways to shut something down that anybody could do. And it's like, uh, I would definitely take this over, like you know, Ubisoft shuts down servers on a game. Oh, for sure. Game can't be played anymore. Company does nothing to like, you know, give anything to fans. Just like, yeah, I'm worried about that. Yeah. Did that happen? Did that happen with Anthem? Um, did they ever shut it down? Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, there was fears of it, and then whatever. Yeah, but I mean, there was fears of it. Even if they do, like whatever, it's been years that I haven't played it. I really can't complain. Today, Anthem was supposed to last. Oh wow! Yeah, they uh, EA and Bioware officially pulled the plug on the game back in February 2021. Oh no! While EA and Bioware stopped updating the game, players updating. can still try out Anthem with its servers remaining live. Apparently. You can still play it. Yeah, okay. So, no, I remember being like, oh, that's too bad. They're shutting it down. Yeah. And then never downloading it again. Like, I have it. I just was yeah. like, whatever. I don't really care. Yeah. And, like, here we are years later. <laughs> but Anthem is Bioware, right, not uh, right. Ubisoft. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft is particularly notorious for right. it. <laughs> yeah. Or it's more, or rather, it's maybe just the quantity of games like that that they have mm. that makes them so notorious. Is that, like, with so many like that, it's almost. There's got to be some. Yeah, it's almost inevitable that you're going to have to shut down a lot of them, you know? But, um, so that's what I've been playing. A long winded way of saying. Yeah, yeah man. Well, that's cool. Um, you want to do another smoke or. Yeah, sure. Just bring... um, so, yeah, we're, we're back from break there. Uh, took a little pause. I think that's pretty much all we got for you at the moment. Yeah, man. You know, it was, it was a doozy. It was a heavy episode, a little different. From from the usual lighthearted jovialness, <laughs> <laughs> usual lighthearted jovialness, experimenting, you know, see how everybody likes it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a good time, uh, you know, despite occasionally being riled up. I, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to talk about these things. Oh, yeah. You got some ble- some blood pressure medication. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, I got some right here. I may take some of that later. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll hit you up with the news next time. Have a, have a good one. Mm.